0: Hi, and thank you for tuning in. This is Ted, Wet Ted, dumb name that I gave to my very first broadcast, podcast, which is just me trying to coax out the conversations and the speeches that people typically give when they're in the shower or by themselves, that kind of thing. Uh, this episode has a few audio hiccups because I have zero experience doing this. And not enough gear. Well, I hope you enjoy it. And I hope you tune in for more. If you want to be on this podcast and you want me to interview you or talk to you about a topic, kindly email me at samlaw600 at gmail.com. That's S-A-M-L-A-W-600 at gmail.com. And feel free to leave a follow on, at Kaiser Kerfer on Twitter and like and subscribe if you like this, and please leave a comment, it would help. Hello, there Hello. How are you? Uh, I
1: suppose
0: I'm supposed to do a cold intro, be like, Welcome to my podcast. Uh, there's an echo. I don't know, I can hear myself. Is that from you, Bear? Yeah,
1: that is.
0: Yeah. Is the only way to fix it. What the Sorry, I can't get it. It's the
1: And I don't have any earphones with a functioning microphone, but uh I I also can't seem to get off.
0: Okay, okay, well, we'll settle for that. So,
1: can you still hear
0: you? <laughs> yeah, no, okay, no, no, not right now, I can't hear myself anymore. Okay then. Thank you. Oh, I suppose I'm supposed to cold intro. Uh, welcome to my podcast where I try to get people to do their shower TED talks. Uh, um, my guest today says he never says they never give shower TED talks, which is weird. Can you explain why?
1: It's not that weird. I just prefer to do other things in the shower. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. I suppose everyone has different ways of having fun in the shower. Oh, okay. My first question today for you would be. Do you have any stories, any things that uh, have happened to you in the past that you cannot explain?
1: Um, Not really. Like, usually it happens to, like, people around me, but nothing that's ever happened to me specifically.
0: Nothing specifically to you, huh? You sound, yeah. you sound like a very protected person. Like, the universe hasn't really... Decided to prove... The
1: universe has no calms with me. I just be out here vibing.
0: Can you... Can you give me your... Can you give me your life? Sorry? I don't understand. We, can you give me your life? Because we out here seeing, like, ghosts and shit. <laughs> and you're,
1: you're just... Nah, G, you set out positive vibes. You get positive vibes. I mean, okay. I guess... <laughs> I guess the ghosts I had were negative, like maybe. <laughs> I had ghosts, oh. I had but, so.
0: Well, that was a very deep child, so I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> okay, then. So, you have a topic for me today um, on the topic of the erasure in, from the church by um, the West? Mm-hmm. Yes
1: in particular
0: sorry can you come again
1: yeah so it was the British in particular and what they did is that during their missions when they were like converting when they were trying to like spread Christianity around the world they were converting people from uh, more traditional religions um They kind of went into like history, like recorded history and stuff and just like changed the narrative to suit the Bible.
0: Could you give me an example?
1: Okay, so the best example of this I can think of, the most prominent one, is that of Irish mythology. Well, Celtic mythology specifically, actually not Irish. But like Celtic in general, so just that general area. So, um, yeah, go on. What, yeah, so Celtic mythology, as it is known today, like widely known, is made up of like fairies and leprechauns and stuff like that, you know, magical creatures. But like, it wasn't Gosh. always like that. Oh, really? Yeah. A whole Celtic pantheon mm-hmm. that was, you know, that rivaled the Greek one. It was like huge. Okay. Well, I think technically you'd say it rivaled the Norse one since those were the neighbors. Okay. But yeah, people... they had a huge pantheon.
0: And yeah, I can imagine for its rival Norse mythology, that means it's huge than most people know.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's, it was very interesting. Uh had their own myths that are still very much um influencing Celtic culture to today, despite most people not even knowing of their origin. Okay. For example, um you've watched Adventure Time, right?
0: No, really, no. Oh
1: uh, well that's <laughs> that's fine. Well the main character of Adventure Time is named Finn, and for like a good run of the series, you don't like ever see his hair. But like when his when he, they did like a huge hair reveal, for me it was nothing surprising because I was just like, oh, his name's Finn. You don't tears <laughs> because Finn literally means fair head in irish it's Ooh. an irish name but um, not a lot of people know the origin of that name except like old irish people <laughs> and the okay. origin is from a celtic myth involving a blonde prince
0: oh so finn from adventure time is a blonde prince mm-hmm. So what's the legend? Sorry? What's the legend? What is the, how does the legend go? Uh,
1: I'd have to like tell you that another day because <laughs> I don't remember the specifics of it. I do remember that there was Sorry. a forest involved and he met the Queen of the Gods. I do remember I find that. that. But like, the specifics, they escape me right now.
0: I find it interesting... Well, I'm not really surprised because I'm watching Midnight Gospel, which is another show by Pendleton Ward, and he seems very interested in portraying the more obscure beliefs and the more obscure mythologies, which I guess is a good reason to watch Adventure Time. So, when you're talking about... Sorry, I interrupted you.
1: But yeah, it's like, Adventure Time is like a very interesting watch. It's very much in the creators um it seems to be like the creators thing cuz i think he also created midnight gospel yeah he did yeah and it seems to be his thing like t- to take really obscure mythologies and turn them into just like mad stuff yeah. journey he so, back to my example, the yep. I think so. The oh my god, I'm about to butcher some names because oh, it's fine, I'm so bad at pronouncing Irish names. But I believe the pantheon was called the Twata de Danon, oh my god, which means the children of Dana, okay, and uh. As From that name, you can kind of glean that at the head of their pantheon was the goddess Dana.
0: Hmm.
1: Or Dana, rather. Yeah, Dana. And um, she was kind of like the mother goddess. Some people tend to uh, equate her to Mother Gaia of the Greek pantheon.
0: Okay.
1: But... um, I would say that is, while that is the closest, uh, like the closest relation, like in terms of similar personalities and everything, because you know they both represent nature, uh, I would say it's not like an exact equation. Like they don't, they're not exactly the same. Okay. But that can be said of any of any god and the. Equitable parts of different cultures.
0: That's true. Yes,
1: stand- and then there
0: was. Sorry. I was, I was about to say we stand a religion that has a woman at the boss. <laughs> we'll keep going, please. Don't let me interrupt you.
1: There's also, um, I believe his name was Bela, and he was.
0: Sorry, your audio is glitching. Could you repeat that?
1: Yeah, I said there was a King Balor, and he was son of Dana. Okay. And for a period of time, he was king until he was replaced. He was replaced by his by his son. It's quite similar in succession to also Greek mythology, but, you know, less eating and castrating. (laughs) So yeah, here I can only talk in like specific terms, but yeah, there was a whole pantheon and they were like very interesting, but then the missionaries came by and they kind of started to incorporate them in a the way that works with the religion that they were preaching. So, like, they came, the way it worked was that they came to a people and they're like, oh, we have a God to tell you guys about. And then the people would be like, well, that's all well and good, yeah, but we have, like, God's, like, a whole pantheon. If you want to, like, add yours to the pantheon, I guess that could work, but like, we're not replacing like our several gods, and the Christians were like, no, no, but like, you see, our god is superior to all those gods, and you know the people were like, you know what, I, I seriously doubt this, and they're like, okay, how do we do this? How do we, how do we fix this? How do we make it seem more plausible?
0: Okay.
1: And that I learned to work it into their literature. So, like, they just went in there and they were like, oh, so we're looking through your library and we found this book that supports what he says. And I was just like, when I read about that, I was just like, you know what? That seems very in character.
0: With the Christians,
1: with the English Christians specifically.
0: Okay, specifically. It feels like such an arduous task to changing an entire religion to fit yours.
1: It is, but like they would, they must have been dedicated.
0: Yeah, they must have. So
1: they how was, would you say? Um,
0: okay, sorry. Another sorry. I was going to ask how you would say they incorporated um this mythology into christianity
1: yeah okay yeah i was actually about to answer that and oh, okay. for that i would actually use another notable example okay um have you ever heard of king arthur yes right so the thing about king arthur is that no one knows if he's just like a legend or an actual person that existed at some point and the reason for that is he th- like the tales about him were mostly preserved through oratory um, means like you know the way most african myths and folk tales are spread yes and they were maintained that way until writing became a thing and some people documented it but like they didn't document it for historic reasons they documented it for artistic ones you know to make novels for sale so like some bits would be embellished and all that and then it came around to the time where um the enlightenment happened and between the enlightenment and the reformation around that time some uh some priest i believe it was a priest got a hold of the story and wrote a new one where everything is like super christian and <laughs> and he basically rewrote a lot of the angle the plot angles like a significant one was the relationship between Arthur Sir Lancelot and Guinevere
0: okay
1: yeah and that whole that whole dynamic was rewritten to make king arthur into like this uh cuckolded hero he was just like oh i went off to war to go save you and you were busy like sleeping with my best friend which technically is what the story had always been but they made it they the way he wrote it he framed it in a way that made guinevere look bad whereas other Iterations based on the culture of the time made it seem like it was just a thing that happened. Like she just happened to be sleeping with Lancelot, and King Arthur was like, okay.
0: Oh, they were swingers. Yep. Oh. Too fun for Christmas, then. <laughs> yes.
1: And,
0: everything.
1: Yeah. and then back to my example of the Tortuganet the Danan. So basically, how they did it was that. They kind of reworked the myths in and documented them. So instead of having gods, they basically lowered all the significant names into like fairies and leprechauns and stuff like that. And that's how we got that idea into the general consciousness. Oh,
0: so kind of like I so say, hey, your gods aren't really gods. They're just the little beings and
1: weak they're just weak. little imps and magical beings that live in your forest
0: oh wow that's rude
1: yeah it was it was rude so basically what they were trying to do is that they were trying to get people to believe in god but like since people didn't necessarily want to leave their beliefs behind they were like okay how about you can have both but you just have to remember that god is superior
0: ah uh... That's, I can see how that would work. Mm-hmm. But it's also quite, I don't know, I find myself disappointed in those evangelists. You can't convince people with your own sense. You have to go so far as to rob them off their culture and tell them that, hey, your, your shit is inferior. That's,
1: that's so rude. It yeah. is, it's quite unfortunate but it's very indicative of the time period you know because they didn't really go there to just you know spread the worship of god just like out of the joy of their heart they were there to colonize these people so it was Uh so robbing them of their culture was like an essential part of the process
0: so kind of like how they used christianity to colonize us
1: yes pretty much exactly like that
0: it was an efficient system. That makes sense. Uh, that makes sense. Wow, that's sad. It's very sad. And it's very educative. Thank you very much for that story.
1: No problem.
0: Uh, yes, I do not know how to end the podcast. This is my first podcast. I'm so nervous. My God. Uh, where can <laughs> the people find you? you?
1: Uh, you can find me on Instagram at kinky period kiki underscore so that's k-i-n-k double i period k-i-k-i underscore does that's, that's a lot of k's and a lot of i's <laughs> it is we like it
0: thank you very much for being my very first guest and
1: thank you for having me it was super fun
0: it was fun hearing this story maybe get you on i'd love
1: to be guests again so you, oh, you know where to find me if you want me
0: Definitely going to get you on again. No, you have a nice day. All right. Bye. Bye.